Welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name is Warren Shute, and I'm here with the delightful Paul today. So I'm just going to move my camera a little bit. Sorry, Paul. And um, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Warren. Good morning to you. Um, yeah, I, I thought we could uh, get a little bit ahead of the game. So every year, towards the end of March, with the with the new tax year coming up in at the beginning of April, there's a flurry of articles telling us what's going on. But it doesn't really give people an awful lot of time to, to plan ahead and deal with things. Yeah, absolutely. We might get a bit of a, a head start on that today. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a great idea because... Um, Preparation and planning really is the key to success, I believe. And if you are running your own business, or if you're an employee, knowing what is coming, tax changes and such like, means you can prepare and make changes before it happens and adjust your budget. Um, so tax year is the, the 6th of April to 5th of April every year. It's which your um, all financial things are really calculated on. Why they don't use the calendar, I don't know. I really should probably look that up one day and see why we do it April to April. Um, but that's coming up 6th of April, and really what we want to know is what changes are there. Okay, so lots and lots of different taxes. Let's start with income tax. Income tax is the tax you pay on your income, as, as the name suggests. Um, and the tax rates themselves aren't changing, but the bands are changing a little bit. Okay, so we've got, for example, uh, everyone has a personal allowance, and I know the, the political parties have been trying to push that up and up, but that's changing this year? It is, yeah. So the personal allowance is the amount of money you can earn without paying income tax. And this is from everyone from age of 13, everyone gets a personal allowance, but anyone from age of 13 can be employed, whether you can actually get work at 13. Um, and your personal allowance is the amount you can earn tax-free. So at the moment, it sits at 11850 and that's rising to 12,500. So that's a 650 pounds increase in the amount of tax-free income that you can earn. Okay. Okay. And then after that amount of money, so after you come April, it'll be 12,500 pounds a year, so just over a thousand pounds a month. After that, you then start paying income tax, and the first rate you pay on is at 20%. Now the band, the next chunk of money you pay income tax on is also rising, so the next, 34,500 at the moment, you pay income tax on at 20%. That's going up to 37,500. So that's quite significant. So that's a 3,000 pound increase at the amount of money you put at 20%. So if you're a higher rate taxpayer, which is the rate you pay after that, that means you're getting another 3,000 pounds tax at 20%, which is a, it's a massive saving really. So now we've got the 12,500 pounds tax free plus the 37,500. So we've got 50,000 pounds taxed at tax-free or basic rate. And this was really the government's um, mission to get £50,000 of income before you start uh, um, hitting the 40% ban. Okay, great. So that's, that's going to put a little, bit money in a, a little bit more money in our pockets for, for a lot of people. Um, and I know you're, you're, you're keen to... Do something with it. <laughs> do something with it. Absolutely. And I think that's the key. The key is, let's do something with this. If you are making ends meet at the moment, you know, you listen to this and you listen to other things, you read and you try and get on financially, when you are dealt something like this, grab it with both horns and say, right, okay, what am I going to do with my savings? So we've got, let me just work out. So we've got £650 tax-free. So that's £130 a year before it's taxed at 20%. So £130 a year. And then we've got uh, £3,000 tax uh, additional at 
that's another £600. So £730 there of additional savings. Let's do something with this money. Okay. And you know, let's make sure we don't just merge into the new tax year and just allow everything to continue. Most people live to their means. What comes in, what goes out. If they get a bonus, they spend it. If they get a pay rise, their lifestyle increases accordingly. I appreciate there's inflation on utilities and such like. But we need to make conscious decisions, getting the mindset right. So when we, make, when we receive savings from the government, let's do something with it. And the key thing for me is make sure you've got a thousand pounds set aside emergency reserve and then redirect the rest to pay down your unsecured debt as quickly as possible and then start investing it. So um, that's, that's, the, that's the first sort of key changes. Personal allowance going from 11,850 up to 12 and a half. The 20% ban going from 34,500 up to 37 and a half. So we're getting now 50,000 um, pounds tax at zero or 20%. Um, going on for the people who earn a bit more money than that. So you've then got the 40% um, ban that then goes on after that. When we hit 100,000 pounds of income, our personal allowance, so what was I was talking about the 12,500, starts tapering down. We start losing that between 100,000 pounds and 125,000 pounds. So at 125,000 pounds of income or more, we don't get a personal allowance. Okay. Now the key thing is for people who might be listening who earn, earn this level of money is that band of money is actually taxed effectively at 60%. Because you have the loss of the personal allowance, which is going to be taxed at 20 and then the original, uh, the ordinary 40% on that. So that's a 60% band, which is a, a huge hit. And if you are what we would term as marginal, so if you're sort of bouncing around that sort of level, we generally suggest as a planning principle to do whatever we can to get you back down to £100,000 or below so you reclaim all of your personal allowance. And that tends to be things like pension contributions or charitable donations. Okay, so bring okay. okay. And then... For the really wealthy ones, if there are anyone out there listening, over £150,000 of income, which I appreciate is a lot of money, you've then got the additional rate of tax. Uh, and that's when you hit 45% tax. So there's all these different ladders that bands as we go through the, the scale. Okay, great. So income tax, that, that's going to affect most people. Um, let's move on to something else which is going to affect most people, which is the pensions. Auto-enrolment, we're now all required to, to be in a workplace of some kind yeah. um, and rules are changing on that a little bit as well they are indeed they are indeed so workplace pensions these came into effect a few years back um, and now I think every company in the UK will have a workplace or should have a workplace pension um, in place and if you meet certain criteria you'll be automatically enrolled and joined into this scheme and it's up to you to then opt out if you don't want to be in it I encourage I'll probably say for everyone, I can't see an example where it wouldn't be appropriate. I'm sure there are. Join the scheme. Make sure you're in the scheme. Uh, and if you have opted out previously, get back in touch with HR and say you'd like to join the scheme now so you get into it. Um, the current rates, okay, the amounts of money that goes into the scheme will vary on how your company has set it up. But the government have underlying minimums that they need to adhere to. And they are an employer payment at the moment of 2%, an employee payment at the moment of 3%. So at the moment, there's 5% going in in total, two from your company and three from yourself. April 6th, that increases to 3% from your employer and 5% from you as an individual. So your payment's going from three to five. Slight increase, don't sort of freak out and think, oh my God, I can't afford this. Um, that 5% that's going in 
includes your tax relief. So it's actually only an effective 1.6% contribution coming out of your pay slip, as it were. I think we can all sort of find a way of squeezing extra 1.6% in, bearing in mind we've got all this additional saving as well, much more savings from the personal allowance and the rise of the basic rate band as well. <clears throat> okay, and let, let's just link that to, I know a, a very long-standing trope of yours is to, to try and save, when we're, when we're in a position to, to try and save 12.5% towards our future. The first hour of every eight-hour eight working day that's, that's right. for us, that's for our future. Yeah. And this is now 8% as it's going to be combined between employer and employee. That's, that, right. that's a chunk of that. That's two-thirds of that. That's brilliant, isn't it? It's a fantastic opportunity. And you're, you're right. A, a mantra that I've always sort of said is pay yourself first. I think it came from um, Richest Man in Babylon. There's a book written uh, many years ago. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, go and get it. Pay yourself first. And the idea of paying yourself the first hour of a working day, so 12.5% of your income, um, with also enrollment going up to three in five, so eight percent come April, you know, you're three quarters of the way there. Let's try and find a way, if we can, with these additional savings to start squirreling away a little bit more um, and try and maybe put a little bit more on top of that, either into your own company workplace pension scheme, or maybe you take this opportunity to overpay on your mortgage, assuming there's no penalty for things, to so start accelerating the debt repayment. So that 12.5% should be earmarked towards retirement savings or mortgage savings or mortgage overpayment, should I say. And in the book, I sort of say, well, actually, as a general rule of thumb, let's split 50-50. So because I think some people like the idea of building up, we get a, um, a sense of uh, being very um, wealthy by saving and investing. We see our pension grow. We feel stronger. But also by paying the mortgage off, we get a sense of security. And I've not really met anyone yet who doesn't really want to pay their mortgage off. So we talk about 50 split. And if you've got 8% going into your workplace pension through your employer, why not direct the extra money as an overpayment onto your mortgage? That'd be a great idea. Okay. Okay, great. There's one other thing I want to jump in here, okay, before we move on, is if you run your own company, if you are self-employed and the workplace pension arrangements don't apply to you, don't be left out. Okay, you're being left out of this. This is terrible. Um, I really do think that the auto enrollment should be for everyone, not just companies and employees. If you're a contractor, you've got your own company, or you're self-employed, and you're not yet funding a pension, you know, follow the process that we go through in the money plan. You know, save yourself a thousand pounds, pay your unsecured debt off, then start directing it towards retirement and overpayment on your mortgage. You know, make sure that you're also included. And why not? Why not just start putting away you know, 8% of your money um, now and start saving for it? There's a, there's a great site, um, a company I'm working with called Penfold, who are offering workplace pensions or will be offering workplace pensions for what we would term the gig economy, people who run their own sort of contracting businesses, self-employed, that kind of thing. So <clears throat> where we've got Nest and Now Pensions and all the likes of offering workplace pensions for the companies, um, Penfold hopefully soon will be offering it uh, for the self-employed but don't wait for that start now start overpaying on your mortgage with your money don't be left on the shelf just because you're in your own business okay great so income tax pensions that's that's going to affect just about everybody Absolutely. what about some of the other changes and anything else that's that's coming up in april that we should be aware of that, that may impact us depending on our circumstances 
Okay, so um, just keeping on the personal tax sort of side of things, dividend allowance, £2,000, means we can have £2,000 of dividend income a year without paying tax. That's on top of the personal allowance, so that's staying the same. Um, savings allowance, so basic rate taxpayers get £1,000. Higher rate taxpayers still get £500. Additional taxpayers, that's the 45% over the 150, don't get anything. So that's staying the same. So the personal tax side of things, they're staying the same. Um, capital gains tax, this is when we buy an investment and the investment goes up in value and we sell it. Um, that allowance is increasing very, very slightly from 11,700 going up to 12,000. So not a massive thumb there. And to be fair, few people pay capital gains tax. Um, if we do, it's generally on like a buy-to-let or rental property um, and they're stung with a higher surplus as well. So unfortunately, they're not so attractive as an investment vehicle. But the, the tax, I guess, that will affect most people, um, or as I say, virtually all the people, is the inheritance tax rates. Um, and yeah. inheritance tax is quite a complex area, but to keep it very simple, we all have £325,000 um, allowance uh, and that's what we can give on our death to anyone tax-free it can go to a, an individual it can go to a trust um, in addition to that if we own our own home and we pass our own home what they refer to as your direct descendants basically your children um, at the moment there's an extra £125,000 on top of that three hundred twenty-five. so at the moment you've got £450,000 per individual going down to your direct descendants if you've got a main house that 125,000 is increasing to 150 in April. And then the following year, it's been um, written in that that will increase to 175. Now, if you, if you look at the maths here, 325 plus the 175, that's 500,000. This is where, um, I think it was David Cameron who said, you know, we want to be able to pass a million pounds tax-free to our children on our death. And that's because we've got the £325,000 personal allowance there, or sorry, um, nil rate band, and then 175000 which is coming in. A married couple would be a million pounds. That's where the sort of sums work. So inheritance tax, 325 for everyone. That's staying the same. Your uh, residential nil rate band, which is your property, going down to your children, currently 125 going up to 150 in April. So that's going to bring it up to 475 475 in April going down to yours. And that's for individuals. Obviously, married couple, you've got two lots of that. So, you know, it's great. No inheritance tax between husband and wife as long as there's a will in place. So it makes it very tax efficient way of passing property down. And you don't use trust to avoid or mitigate inheritance tax necessarily, but it kind of just makes things nice and simple to go down to the next generation. Okay, great. Okay. Um, and I think what may, uh, one other area is ISAs. It's quite a common savings vehicle. Quite a lot of people have them. Any any changes going on there? The, the standard ISA, I think that's staying the same? That's right. You're absolutely right. So the general um, ISA, stocks and shares or cash ISA, it's the same limit, £20,000. That's staying the same. The LISA, the lifetime ISA, which enables anyone from 18 to 40 to get on the housing ladder or fund for retirement. We, we love that. Uh, that's staying the same as well, £4,000. Um, but the junior ISA is increasing. The junior ISA allowance is increasing. And it's only increasing a little bit for the life of me. I can't find where I've uh, made a note of that. But the amount that you can go into a junior ISA is increasing very, very slightly as well. 1,000, 1,000. There you go. <laughs> it's increasing by. Thanks, Paul. Paul's got all the notes ready. So um, very, very, you know, 
small changes there, really. I think the big change which is going to affect everyone is the increase in the personal allowance, the increase in the basic rate band. That's going to affect by far the majority of people and the auto-enrollment increase in that as well, the rates. Okay, great. I think that's a, that's a pretty good overview of what's coming up for us all. Perfect. That's great. Thank you so much, Paul. As always, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, listeners, if you get any questions, you'd like us to cover anything, please just drop us a message. We'd be delighted to respond to it and maybe we can cover the topic um, live with Paul. Have a great day, Paul.